depending on what time you are hearing this recording. We are Chicas Politicas, reporting to you live from the county of San Luis Obispo, Texas. And we are unpacking this week with Rita Casaverde. My name is Yesenia Chavarria. If this is your first time listening to Chicas Politicas, thank you so much for showing us love and listening to us. We are two Latina women that are sharing our perspective of politics, chisme, and everything in between. And this week, Rita, was pretty wild. There's wild. so much to unpack. There's yeah. so much going on yeah. right now for so our community. Yeah. For our community, good, yeah. bad, and ugly, and everything yeah. in between. Yeah. Yeah. I've been pissed. <laughs> I've cried this week. <laughs> I've laughed. I've napped. I haven't napped in a while. I've um, stayed late. It's been, mm. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I think what's, what's really interesting Rita, is specifically for our Latino community, uh, there has been a scandal, right? And it's the Nori Martinez um, resigning from LA city council in the wake of audio um, leak scandal. Yeah. So this is a huge thing where there was a conversation amongst city council members which should have been a private conversation, but in today's world, you just don't know who is listening, who is recording, who's, uh, who has good intentions, bad intentions. Yeah. It gets a little sticky in this situation because here was a situation where you have city council members who I'm assuming were very comfortable thinking that they could openly yeah. talk about yeah. things that are very much real though, uh, yeah. like that in our community, uh, and this audio, uh, this leaked audio, you're hearing, uh, racist comments. Keep in mind, this is coming from a Latina herself. This is coming from the first, the first Latina city council, uh, president, uh, in the history of the LA city council, oh my gosh. which makes it even more cringy because you literally hear her saying multiple things. And I really want to grasp this moment, Rita, because these are things that I have heard friends say, or people that I know, like referring to, uh, racism within our own mm -hmm. and racism towards other BIPOC groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think that was what caught my attention the most. I definitely was not expecting them to obviously say any of the things that they said and target a two-year-old in their comments. That was, to me, just despicable. But yeah, like you mentioned, a lot of... I had never used... I had never heard the word changuito being used because I think it's like more of a... Is it a... It might be like a Mexican slang. Yeah. Uh, but in Peru, you know... Uh, monkey it's mono yeah so we say monito mm -hmm. so it i can see it being used maybe in that way but i had never worked, heard the word changuito used um in in that to, to describe a human in and, that way. and keep in mind everyone that if you're listening to this yeah. podcast and maybe you don't know right because there are people that could be ignorant yeah. but in the same in that same breath 
let's just repeat ourselves loud and clear. It is never appropriate to refer to a black person, an African person as a monkey. We have seen that time and time again. We saw that also with the first lady, Michelle Obama, constantly being referred to as a monkey. It's dehumanizing. It's racist. It's, it's absolutely inappropriate. And so here you get this Latina, right? This Latina woman referring to this little boy uh, who was on a flow. I don't know the context of what float this was when it was keep in mind, this was an audio that had been recorded for at least a year ago. So it took some time to get it leaked out. But what makes matters even worse is that she's actually referring to the child of one of the council members. Yeah. It was two year old. I just couldn't have that, that, you know, like the racist comment got me pissed finding out that it was towards a two-year-old baby it just pushed me even further you know um because I have a baby and I know before we had our baby my husband and I talked about what the color of his skin was going to be like and what would that mean because that is a real concern to parents who have kids who are not white and who because of the color of their skin in today's society they will be treated differently and um you obviously just want love for your kid no matter what but we knew that it would was it was a concern of us of how much racism our kid would face and my kid has lighter skin than mine but I know I even even when this happened I I the thought came to me that he will face racism Mm -hmm. potentially because of me you know but it's, you know, and, it, and it's really hard, Rita, where it's, it's just really sad to think about your kid and racism in that context. It's so, so And bad. it's just, it just comes to show how racism is alive and well. Oh, yeah. I think what, <laughs> what, what really hits home for me is that I want to speak on the fact that I'll pick on Latinos for a mm-hmm. bit because I'm a Latina, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I've seen it in my, in my community, in my culture, Latino people have been very racist towards the black community have been very xenophobic towards the queer community and have been racist towards their own and you hear you hear council former councilwoman because now she's resigned she was she was pushed to resign which was good uh she also makes comments towards the oaxacan community the indigenous community and she goes as far to criticize their skin color yeah their indigenous features and to go as far as to they're ugly yeah and these are all things that we have seen time and time again uh and and what's really sad is that we as as latinos as mexican folk here we are thinking that it's okay for us to criticize and speak on other our own which is really crazy uh rita but i don't think she sees them as their own that's the thing and that's the thing with racism and and sexism and homophobia and xenophobia you see them as others for you to have any feelings like that towards people you have to see them as them versus you so they're there i don't think when she was saying those words that she saw people as us you know that was that's why she was so comfortable in saying those things and everyone else was so comfortable by not questioning or pushing back and you know you didn't mention that this happened a year ago and that also came to me of like 
I know that the Latino community is behind Mm -hmm. Uh, we are behind mm -hmm. on learning about equality and equity we're so behind yeah. because of a hundred reasons right mm -hmm. we just don't have having had in, in so many ways the privilege of uh, just learning more we are in a, a lot of ways in survival mode for so many reasons mm -hmm. back in our countries and also here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. so They, for a hundred different reasons, we are behind on all of those conversations and realizing how much progress we need to we need to make to even catch up with other mm -hmm. conversations that are happening. Mm -hmm. That said, mm -hmm. this happened to Latinos that live in LA mm -hmm. that have gone through the Rodney King, uh, probably have seen the Rodney King protests that have been through the Black Lives Matter birth, mm -hmm. uh, uh, who have this was after 2020 George Floyd's murder uh, this was after the whole social justice a weakness you know of 2020 and this happens in 2021 and they're still so freaking comfortable at having a conversation this way you know it's like it doesn't even it it, it if I had heard that conversation and it was like 10 20 years ago maybe I would have I wouldn't be so pissed but mm -hmm. to know that it just happened and that they should know better, like so much better. But it just got me so pissed. But it's also, I think this is an opportunity for us, Rita, to accept that the Latino community has been racist. These are conversations I have heard in passing. These are comments that I've heard at um, reunions. These are conversations that I've heard um, before. This isn't anything new. What I think what what makes this more interesting is that it was a council member yeah. it was uh someone who is exactly. supposed to be a representative for yeah. everyone which it's makes not, it worse it's but not I just anyone right it's someone that got elected to represent but, people but in that same breath too i will add that we as a community we need to call out that behavior yeah that we need to take ownership and have a reckoning to be like Today, that shit stops because it's not appropriate. And a huge shout out to Dulce Vasquez, who actually ran for city council in LA. Mm -hmm. And she ran a, an amazing campaign and she really should have won. She had the, she has the heart, she has the leadership and she actually issued out a statement. And I'm going to actually take the time to read it because she hits it on the nail, Rita, of all the moving parts of why this is disgusting, why we need to call it out for what it is and how it affects our community. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and read Dulce's statement, um, which is so powerful. And she, she says, council member Nuri Mart Martinez resigned her position without an apology to all of the communities and colleagues mm -hmm. she disparaged. That happens when you actually think you've done no wrong and that wrong has actually been done unto you. Mm -hmm. classic narcissist, narcissist trade. Mm -hmm. So I want to apologize to those communities and to the council member, Mike Bion, too many of us have been taught that our skin color is our value and our chance at prosperity. And so long as there is someone darker to marginalize, you're doing fine. Color us, colorism seeps into our psyche. How many of us have heard Mejora la raza. That means to better, better your group, better the community from the tias and just rolled our eyes. This isn't a time to say we can do better. His is a moment of reckoning to say basta. 
to realize that these divide that these divides keep black people and Latinos fighting for crimes instead of growing together. The statement mentions young Latinas, and I want to apologize to them too, because we have seen our Latino elected officials fail us time and time again. I want them to know there is goodness in the world when you love and lead from a place of inclusion and understanding. And that was Dulce Vasquez's statement. Please go show her some love. She is amazing. Um, and she touches so much on these things, Rita. Mm -hmm. And also AOC also issued out a statement as well, where AOC is, is pretty much also echoing what Dulce is saying, but AOC is also saying, and by the way, like the, the white man or like, we don't, there hasn't, people don't have to push to divide us because we divide ourselves. And that is so true. And it's one of those things where we need to stop this divide and conquer situation. And this is an opportunity, Rita. This is why for me, as a Latina woman, it was important for me to openly support Black Lives Matter, to support and to continue supporting the Black community in North County. Um, and these are the things that, that is very upsetting. The only community that, that hurts is, is us, right? Like yeah. we are really literally getting crumbs. Yeah. The other layer to this is also the back end deal that the elected few or only those in power get to have, which the other layer to this leaked audio was the redistricting. So here you have the council members talking about redistricting to go ahead and favor them. And these are all things of why I think people get turned off to politics yeah. because people already think that it's not a fair game. And so yeah. here's now this leaked audio that proves that here are city council members that they themselves are gerrymandering, mm -hmm. which we have seen yeah. here too in San Luis Obispo. Uh, but this leaked audio is so powerful. And I really hope that everyone listening to our podcast, that if you are Latina, if you are black, if you are white, Asian, blue, yellow, green, that you have these conversations and look from within, because I have had these conversations mm -hmm. um, since all of this has happened with other people who are not Latino. Mm -hmm. And they too have shared that even within their own uh, group of people that they too see racism within their own group. Yeah. They, they too see the, the colorism, yeah. the, the, the fact that this isn't just for Latinos or for black folks. This is also seen in other cultures. Yeah. And as long as we don't figure out how to support one another, um, like we say in, in, in the Mexican language, siempre vamos a estar chingados. We're mm. always going to be like fucked over. Um, and so here's an opportunity and my heart goes out to my Oaxacan brothers and sisters. Um, I, I try to always remind people that I am indigenous too. Mm -hmm. my indigenous roots are Purepecha from Michoacan. And so to be proud of that and to have the opportunity to share that every single time that I get, which is, I was talking to a friend Rita that um, you might see me with my little hoop earrings, but my little hoop earrings are a bit different because they actually come from the region of the indigenous people where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So I always wear them. I try to wear them as often when I went to DC and I got to sit in Congressman Salud Carpajal's chair 
I was wearing those earrings. And so I take a piece of me of who I am, um, wherever I go. And I think this is why we have so many Latinos that get uncomfortable, get uncomfortable that they don't want to be proud of their heritage. They don't want to be speaking Spanish. And I I do want to go into that because there is, there is a lot of internalized <sighs> racism in our community. And um, time and time again, we keep forgetting that Black people are also Latinos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we keep seeing each other as others, right? right. Which, again, takes us back to those same, team, same languages, um, same words being used. Um, and I really, really hope that anyone that is listening, if, if you're Latina, if you're Latino, if you're Latinx, um, that you are already pushing back against mm-hmm. that language, against that language within your family. Because like mm-hmm. you mentioned, this is this this is mentioned um, about other people uh, from mm-hmm. our own tias, mm-hmm. our own tios, our mm-hmm. own moms. But I really hope that you've been pushing back. Because I have gotten that. Like my family is from the Andes of Peru. Mm-hmm. And, and when you come to, from the Andes to Lima, Peru, to the capital, you are treated as other as well. You are treated mm-hmm. as indigenous. You're treated as, uh, we actually use the word chola or cholo, mm-hmm. very differently than, than Mexicans do, I think. Um, but it's, it's just a way to, it's kind of derogatory to people from the Andes. Yeah. And you do start othering. And if we don't get rid of this othering, then nothing's going to change. And I've always been very conscious of it because I was being called that way mm-hmm. from school. And so I've always been very conscious of stopping that from mm-hmm. inside my house to othering other people and from outside othering me. Um, so I really, really hope that we are way, way bolder and ready to push back on that, no matter how comfortable the environment is. But I do yeah. understand that it keeps happening and it just bothers me that, I don't know, that even in our conversations, we keep, yeah, we keep dividing ourselves and not seeing Black people as part of our own community. It's just so, so then know, blowing to me. So then I'm, I'm going to grasp the moment, Lita. How, how can we be inclusive of quote unquote others? How can we be inclusive our of our indigenous being? Because we're let's it's like what you're saying, right? You have indigenous. I think you well. have to be I, I think the work has to start with ourselves. It's mm-hmm. like you have to be proud of if each one of us is not hundred percent proud of our own indigenous features mm-hmm. or of or own and this was really hard like I have the nose and the cheeks of my ancestors and I hated hated them for so long and then I came to the U.S. and then I realized that that nose and that cheek Mm -hmm. those cheeks connected me to others uh, other communities here other indigenous communities across the world and I got to see here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and but before I I had so much internalized hate against my own features Mm -hmm. that I couldn't, there was no way that I could have asked anyone else Mm -hmm. to do anything if I didn't love myself or my own features. 
Yeah. And I, and I echo that too. I have a big nose. And when I was a kid being like the only Mexican kid in the classroom with dark hair, because we lived on like the white side of the community Mm -hmm. in Paso Robles, um, I wanted to fit in. I wanted to, um, I remember telling my dad that I wanted to get a nose job and I think I was like really (laughs) little and mind you, I have my dad's nose and, and I mean, it's, and it's one of those things I give a lot of love and, and, and love and respect to my parents because they always reminded me that I was special, that even in the midst of being different and in a room of blonde haired, blue eyed people mm-hmm. that like I belonged and that to be proud of my heritage mm-hmm. and they always instilled the need to speak Spanish. My mother, amazing, um, always celebrated our, to our traditions. Mm-hmm. We did things differently. And it wasn't until I got older, um, that I really appreciated what my parents had been doing, even in that uncomfortableness yeah. of it. And I really do feel that, um, it is hard to, to see ourselves as beautiful Rita, mm-hmm. when all we see was to have dolls that look nothing like that yeah. Barbie who looks nothing like us the standard of <laughs> European beauty that yeah. is nothing like yeah. us. Right. And yeah. so here's an opportunity where I invite people to have these conversations. Yeah. If you are struggling because of what happened. And I think what was really powerful to Rita is um, because of the, the wake of the situation, we are hearing from our, our Oaxacan brothers and sisters where they are coming and sharing their, their story of being told um, that they're too dark, that they're mm-hmm. ugly, that, you know, that they're too short, they're too, they're too small. Um, and, it's, and it's very real. And this yeah. is an opportunity where I love what, what you just said about quote unquote, the other, it's like, we need to stop doing that. Like, when will we have that reckoning that when one person wins, regardless if they are black, native American, Asian, um, queer, if they win, we win. Right. When, when black lives matter happened and I could support black lives matter, because I knew that if we pushed for higher standards against police brutality, that was not going to be only for black community members. It was going to be for everybody, including white. Right. So I hope everyone's having these conversations and finding a way to heal, finding ways uh, to change these conversations and holding accountability. And it is hard. It is hard. You know, I've, I've told people I've, I've lost friendships over this. Rita. Really? Yes, I have. But Latina women, because what? Latina, I've seen this when, um, not when, over this incident. Not LA. this incident. Oh, no, it was it, it was during COVID when the height of the xenophobia towards Asian people. Oh yeah. Because I was seeing Latinos being racist towards uh, let Asian me, community members. Let me members. drop a data fact here for anyone that's in San Luis Obispo County. There's how many? Like fifty something counties in the state of California. San Luis Obispo County was number one on Asian hate crimes. What? In 2020. In 2020? Yeah. Are you serious? I, I am hundred percent. How come serious. I didn't know this? It was a report that came out from the the, the California what? Department of Justice. Number one. Number one county. Guys, I'm literally reacting right now. Number I didn't know one this. county. So it's 
a lot of people think oh this is outside of no. my community I'm not part of it we're better and imagine no. though too Rita how many incidents do happen that never go reported exactly because, no this is completely underreported it's, it's um sometimes the perpetrator someone that we know yeah no but this is I want to like for people outside of San Luis Obispo County <sighs> That is crazy. We are not the most populated county. We're yeah. borderline rural county, if yeah. not already considered a rural county. And to, to think that this is happening, I mean, it could be because we're rural, but um, to think that our county had the number one uh, is, place, it yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Is- that is definitely something not to be proud of. That is not no. what I want to yeah. hear, but it is something that I need to accept that it is a reality and that we need to do better. And I'm really proud to say that with Paso People's Action, when we saw the height of the Asian attacks towards our friends and family members that we did throw uh, a rally against stop Asian hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a beautiful opportunity to see the Asian community along with allies coming together. So the what work I, continues. Yeah. And what I, what I am like, I'm really proud of how the community has come together for different events. I'm really proud of how the community, the democratic party, the, uh, political clubs, uh, uh, political figures, um, everyone, how everyone was very clear when this audio leaked uh, mm-hmm. of the city council members talking this way. Mm-hmm. I was saying, this is not okay. Yeah, This is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. Yeah. Resign. Yeah. And I'm really proud of um, my counterparts in LA County who also stood very, mm-hmm. very strong on this. I'm, I'm proud of, ha- of the response. Mm-hmm. But part of me mm-hmm is wondering how much of it, how much of our rallies, how much of our, um, of our statements, how much of our words are actually just performance. If I don't see it back, backed up by actual action, you know? But you know what, Rita? I see, I see what you're saying, but I think I also feel like our communities that are not okay with this, this is why I keep saying we need to have people of color sitting in these positions of power, people of color who have a, who either have a resume that have done the work or be people who understand the value of honoring people who may think different or look different than them. Right. And this is an opportunity where we have to put those people at the table. Right. So how do we know? And this is like, I don't think this is something that we can, that I can even like, respond you know because we had Kevin De Leon was there Kevin who had like I think at some point was running for senator mm-hmm. of California and had all these videos of like oh my background and my parents from Guatemala <laughs> and I came here as an yeah. immigrant and mm-hmm. I'm here for mm-hmm. and he's there in the room not challenging the words of like how do at some point we have to accept that we're just not there yet well yeah we're not there yet that's a fact and that we don't can't even see and it's so hard and it's so hard Rita, because i have been in rooms with women where things have been said that are not okay from Mm -hmm. people that it is like racist or uncomfortable and um And for me, I'll speak for myself, Mm -hmm. for me that I've constantly put my neck out on the line, that shit is tiring. 
Yeah. Because you get labeled really quick. You get labeled to be difficult. You, the truth is uncomfortable. La verdad incomoda. You get labeled to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. You get labeled to be the problematic one. And other women will sit there being quiet. And we have to understand why they're quiet. Are they quiet because they, it went over their head? Are they quiet because, um, they don't want to be labeled as that. So as long as somebody else is willing to be that person, they have mm. the luxury to sit back. Mm. Um, is it because they want to be quote unquote tactful enough to be able to work with people so that they can make inroads? Mm -hmm. Um, this week, there was a conversation, a presentation by Senator John Laird, who was the first openly queer man that was running for mayor, right? Or city yeah, council. Yeah, first, one of the first Santa Cruz, gay mayors in right, the US. That was openly a, as a politician. Mm -hmm. And I did ask him a question because I myself struggle with this a lot. Mm -hmm. Being a person of color at an important table, that shit is tiring. Yeah. What's upsetting too, Rita, is sometimes, sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we get tired of being that person yeah. and sometimes we don't say things because we're tired or sometimes we say things because we're taking notes. Right. So I think, but, but this is one of the takeaways that I, that I asked Senator John Laird was, um, how do you keep pushing? How do you keep fighting? Because it is lonely. It is hard. Um, and he, he actually said it. And I loved what he said is like, when there is a moment where someone is saying something that is inappropriate, you have to call it out. And what I would appreciate too, Rita, is as a person of color, as a queer person, as a marginalized group, that if someone does speak up, that you back them up. Yeah. That you support them to say, you know what? Yeah, I agree too. That that wasn't appropriate. Yeah. But when you're in a room, where majority is, it's almost like that locker room talk where mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you think that that's okay to say those things. Um, it is hard. It is totally hard because here yeah. you are. And I've noticed this too, and in, in, in situations of activism and having uncomfortable conversations, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, you just don't, you don't want to be blackballed, but that's, that's where courage comes in. Yeah. That's where stepping in and grasping the moment. Yeah. Right. I mean, what's crazy is these people obviously didn't know they were being recorded. That's yeah. why they were comfortably yeah. talking about all of these things. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a lesson to be learned Rita, that we have to do better. We have to accept these conversations that these are the same conversations that are being, that are happening at parties at your dinner table with your friends. Um, this isn't limited to just city council people. Unfortunately, being in a, in a role of leadership, you have to handle yourself in a different way. Mm -hmm. But then you get a group of people that this is really how they think. This is really how they perceive yeah. people of color. This yeah. is how they perceive their own, yeah. right? So let's have those conversations and find different ways to heal. And this is why it's so important um, that we get people to run for office and we mm -hmm. have that power mm -hmm. to vote them in. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen a lot of people of color saying that they don't vote because it's, it doesn't make a difference. Trust me, give it an opportunity, show up to vote. Mm -hmm. At least you can know that you showed up and you, and you did vote for change yeah. and it takes time because this is yeah. all systemic. Yeah. It takes so much time. And that's, uh, it is, it was such a step back to 
it was good that the audio got leaked yeah it is good it is good because it shows who people are right and and what kind of conversations are happening but it's it's a it's a huge step back for our community coming together it's a huge step back for um uh, racial tensions that are uh, most likely always there in LA especially because groups have so much power um and we keep dividing each other um rather than coming together it's it's step back in politics like you mentioned you know people listen to that how they were talking about redistricting and how they were trying to divide assets um and because this if you if you see the people someone told me um a union uh leader told me the other day that usually the the employers that don't pay the employers that don't have any interest in protecting the environment are usually the same employers that don't that are not good at paying employees mm-hmm. and i think it's a similar overlap with city council members or politicians who have no respect for other people's humanity mm-hmm. are also going to be the same politicians that are going to have language like use this type of language for talking about something like redistricting right which should be about equal representation of mm-hmm. power for people right and um so it it's just it's it's sad to know that that is happening but also good in so many ways to open up that those blinds right and see this this is happening and this is mm-hmm. happening on this side and this is right. happening and this is what we can do about it yeah i'm hope i'm hoping that more council members resign so we mm-hmm. can have the opportunity of have people in mm-hmm. those positions who actually have respect for other people's humanness mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the very low a very low bar yeah. um but I don't know. I'm. I. I think. Like. I. I really like that you use the word healing because there's so much healing that needs to happen from this. Yeah, a lot of healing. And huge shout out to the Oaxacan communities who are coming together. There is a march for justice, um, to demand justice for the Oaxacan uh, community in California. The march is going to be tomorrow, Saturday, um, October fifteenth at twelve p.m. And it's going to start at the LA Trade Tech College um, at 400 West Washington Boulevard, Boulevard in LA. And, um, and yeah, they're going to be marching. And, you know, that was, that was one thing um, that I had the opportunity to meet with someone yesterday that really um, filled my cup and, and gave me a lot of inspiration, uh, tying it all back to being Indigenous, that we have to remember that we are fighters we are um, resilient people and, um, and we are just so strong and we're standing on the shoulders of our ancestors. And to me, I'm really proud of the Oaxacan community. I see a community that is, is powerful that here locally, um, huge shout out to my cop who has organized and is really actively moving the community forward. And I've always been an advocate Rita, that if we want to empower communities of color, the way that you do it is that you empower the leaders from within. So this is also another opportunity. Um, if you don't know how to help, go ahead and look at um, different organizations that are Oaxacan led that you can go ahead and donate money to or time. And also a huge shout out to all the Oaxacan leaders um, that we have in our community too that are speaking about this. Um, and this is an opportunity, Rita. Let's let's show up and be proud and 
and call yeah. out those moments. And if you see someone being courageous that you back them up. Yeah. 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 I think there's so, so much work, um, internal work and outside work and it's frustrating, but it is what it is. And we just got to keep doing it. So let's check on our mental um, health because <laughs> it's, I know it's election season. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I know you're busy. I'm busy. Um, and it's towards the end of the year. So how are you holding up, uh, Rita? How are you planning to take care of yourself? Um, I am looking at the calendar every day and counting down the days <laughs> until yes! November 8th. Yes. Yes. Because I know that, and it's 25 days, and I know that until then, there won't be that much um, taking care it's just what it is there's no time there's so many people this week that have asked me how do you do it how Mm -hmm. and then I start telling them and they don't care (laughs) I'm like yeah because they're like how do you how are you everywhere please please only ask me if you one genuinely care and b you're gonna offer help (laughs) yeah exactly yeah how do you do it I'm like well you know my house is not clean and then you know immediately their eyes are like okay I'm not interested like are you asking me or are you not because they're checking the checkbox I just hate like the questions how are you doing and then you start telling them like I'm actually really tired and they're like oh I was not expecting a real answer like if if you're gonna ask me a question that is no that doesn't happen to you like you're walking by people and they're like hi how are you and then you just keep walking it's like why do you ask me if you're gonna keep walking like, I don't understand that. Maybe my brain been, works differently. But. I've been shutting myself down from people, Rita. <laughs> you don't see people. I, no one asks no, you, worry. <laughs> you. You can shoot me on Facebook, uh, <laughs> a, a message. You can call me. You know, the funny thing is, so I guess this this goes to mental wellness. Um, I'm I'm learning that I have to protect my spirit. I have to protect my joy. Mm -hmm. I have to protect my, my energy, which means that I'm only aligning myself with people who fill up my cup and people who are getting the work done, people that I can rely on. So, (laughs) um, so that means if I'm not getting to your emails, it can wait. Um, unless you are in dire need and it's an emergency, then you can get a hold of me. But, um, (laughs) I am just, keeping uh myself kind of like in that uh treading in the water vibe um until the election season is done yeah and then the way that I'm going to self-care and that's this is why it's so important to surround yourself with people that really love you Mm -hmm. is um you know my boyfriend is really telling me okay like how are you doing please get enough sleep um make sure you do something for yourself um and then I'm looking forward to actually um taking some downtime and like taking a vacation because I haven't taken a vacation this year. <laughs> um, so I think it's, it's important. Uh, I've been using my vacation days to do my passion projects. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is important to have fun and I am looking forward to playing. Hopefully the election season will go our way. Yeah. I think there's some races that are looking really good. Um, and, <laughs> and you know, what's, what's really crazy. And I will, I will throw you flowers Rita is that uh, for some, the election season seems like it started on Labor Day weekend until, you know, November 8th. But what people don't realize is that there has probably been at least specifically to these races, there's been a solid two years worth of work of prepping yeah. to get us ready to uh, 
talk about the issues that are affecting our community, documenting those issues, creating those coalitions, moving in the circles that you operate in, getting people to be interested, having those events, throwing those events throughout those two years, building community, yeah, building community, staying relevant, um, finding the candidates, um, you know, huge shout out to everyone that did put their name in the and 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 in showing interest to run because we know not everyone did make it to this final yeah. stage yeah. of now getting on the ballot for yeah. for November eighth. So it's been a lot of work, and I feel I feel really proud, Rita. Like I walk away knowing that um, the work has been done, and now it's up to the community. Like, mm-hmm. how much do you want change? And mm-hmm. I think in our mental wellness that we have to be okay with being where we're at Mm -hmm. and the sense of, if you know that you're doing the work and you've been showing up Mm -hmm. that it's okay. Like to me, now I'm prepping people and I'm telling them mentally being prepared to say uh, specifically for the school district elections. If the elections go our way, we still keep working. We still keep building. If the elections don't go our way, we still work. We still keep going. Yeah. So, you know, um, to everyone out there who is losing their mind, um, please do something fun. Please take care of yourself, whatever, which way that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think more than being okay where, where we are, I think we need to be proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. We need to honestly channel joy towards the mm-hmm. moment that we're in, even though as there's uh there are miles and miles and miles to go yeah but it's you know like you mentioned the talk this week with senator lair about being the first gay mayor in the u.s it's like it's really easy sometimes to forget how much we've had to do mm-hmm. to get to where we are and I, I remember when he was saying that about the lgbtq movement and how far we've come i was also thinking to myself like I, I put a lot of pressure on me on mm-hmm. the of the results. Like to mm-hmm. me, November 8th is, yeah. you know, they were obviously not all vows will be counted, but we'll have mm-hmm. as it'll be until when people can mm-hmm. can go to the ballots and drop their ballots, right? Mm-hmm. But um the results will come after. But even I have been trying to put to pull that pressure off me of like November 8th, November 8th, because We've already gained so much. Like even taking it back mm-hmm. to Paso Robles School Board, we only have to flip one seat there. Mm-hmm. And so if we flip mm-hmm. that one seat, mm-hmm. to me, it'll be like the mm-hmm. most joyous day ever. Yeah. Because we've seen over and over again that mm-hmm. there have been like a four to three vote mm-hmm. on like the most repulsive of policies, mm-hmm. right? With four yeah. being repulsive, three being yeah. it's not, not as bad. But if we get all three seats, Oh, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Or all four seats, that yeah. would be amazing. And keep in mind, even with the Paso Robles School Board, we, we already have a victory. We have one already yeah. on the board because yeah. we did not give up of finding that seat. Yeah. And what was the surprise? No one is running up against that candidate. So guess yeah. what? They're already in. Yeah. So that's a win. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing where more more flowers for Rita is that there have been people that have been fighting this fight every single day. Yeah. Every single day. I will only postmark it the last two years, but I know you've been doing this work for a long time. But when we say fighting that fight every single day, I'm saying making uh, phone calls, having those coffee appointments, Mm. uh, meeting with people. It's not not even like that direct even. Like I was thinking about it this week and this this talk. Um, There is, 
I have people on my phone that I can text mm-hmm. and ask for a favor, ask mm-hmm. to show up mm-hmm. because a year ago I did a flyer for them. Mm-hmm. Like they need, yeah. they need a flyer for a rally mm-hmm. and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And today, if someone else comes, it's like, hey, I need to use mm-hmm. this for, mm-hmm. I need you to help me with this. Like mm-hmm. I will, yeah. you know, and they it's not that I'm trying to cash in later, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not how it is, but no. it is building community. It's like, mm-hmm. I'll be there for you for mm-hmm. whatever big or small thing you mm-hmm. need, because mm-hmm. I know that you winning right now mm-hmm. will build up to us winning later. Right, right. And so if anyone is out there and it's feeling oh, not so sure about what, mm-hmm. where we are, like frustrated that there people are not coming out to vote or that mm-hmm. more people are not engaged, this is a lot. Like I've seen the mm-hmm. community engage in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So many people that hadn't, like I, I saw my photography teacher the other day mm-hmm. at a dem event. And he was like, I didn't know you were there. You were there. <laughs> you kept that really, really, you know, locked uh, in. And then I've been to events where people were like, hey, I didn't know you were at them. Like out loud, finding yeah. friends at events. So yeah. there are people that are coming out yeah. that are engaged that are paying attention in ways that we haven't seen it before. Yeah. So and this I'm is, extremely proud. And this is um, creating a blueprint for San Luis Obispo County specifically. There's been so much work happening from all the way from North County all the way to the South County point, yeah. right? And um, there's been so much excitement and I'm, I feel already proud. Like I have a lot of peace because I yeah. know like even like, let's say, God forbid, things don't go our way. But I know that a lot of people are now listening. We have the ear of a lot of people. They know, they know a lot of people now know how terrible this school district is. And it's not that I want it to be terrible. It's not that I, I want to paint it to be this way, but unfortunately there have been multiple events that have happened Mm -hmm. because of the lack of leadership or the Mm -hmm. lack of understanding that we do need diversity of thought yeah. on the board. And sometimes blatant racism. <laughs> like, when, right. like when we were shut down for speaking Spanish. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Which is, I keep, yeah, I'm reminding people of that. Like, literally, I remind that because I want it to, like, trigger in them to be like, <laughs> that's fucked up. Like we need to show up and vote because this is literally these, these were the fights that we've been fighting. That's what I mean. That happened like over two years ago. Yeah. Blatant racism, blatant sexism, blatant homophobia, xenophobia, all of the above. Um, So yeah, there's a lot that, you know, we can achieve uh, with these elections, but now we have more candidates that are ready mm-hmm. to run. We have more people that and more are candidates that know, of color. Yeah, more candidates of that. color. Yeah. yeah, or or more um, women or slaves are like looking fly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, they are just gonna get more and more women, yeah. more and more people of color, yeah. more and more representation with time. But yeah, and be kind to yourself. Change takes time. I keep yeah. reminding people too, we're up against a big giant. Yeah. Um, and people who have had power for so freaking oh yeah. long and not question, you know, the mm-hmm. other day someone was telling me, oh my gosh, uh, Rita, I threw you all the flowers because you ha- are showing the GP what power looks like. And I'm like, that's like, that is for sure. They've had power for so long, mm-hmm. but I don't think we need to fight power in the same way that they mm-hmm. thought power, you know, yeah. that they thought power looked like, like with, you know, money and titles and right. positions. Like we, our power needs to come from the community, you know? Yeah. If, if we don't have a community that is ready mm-hmm. to 
going to battle at any time for anything. And really a resilient community that can um, react or uh, proactively defend themselves, then we we didn't do anything. We just right. changed heads, you know, we just changed names. And but I think the community is what I'm mostly proud of. And Mm-hmm. that has to be sustained and that has to continue for us to really claim any victory right so yeah. I always have I think I met you Yesenia around mm-hmm. the 2020 census yes. right it was like about that time we were just getting to know each other yes you showed up yeah. in a van with like a microphone and speakers yeah. and, and your mom yes. and Kenya we did Mujeres de Acción I'm so proud of Mujeres de Acción we did the census yeah. drive and we uh, organized and we yeah. drove around Paso uh, San Miguel and really pushed the census and I did get feedback from someone that was helping with the census that the Latino community was probably the best uh, prepared community um, and so just just keep pushing guys keep showing up yeah keep so, making people uncomfortable yeah. keep being your authentic self do not water yourself down for people yeah. that are uncomfortable let make sure that you take criticism with a grain of salt because a lot of it is projection it's coming from a source of people who don't want to see the change yeah um and we have to be authentic and if they don't understand your vision is because it wasn't for them to understand. Um, people are not being able to see the bigger picture because people are very limited to seeing only past their own nose. <laughs> so um, just keep pushing. Yeah. It, it takes uh, someone strong to um, to create these avenues. And I'm just so thankful for Senator John Laird to, to be uh, that reminder he of that perspective. Yeah. Right? That someone who has yeah. already been a trailblazer, someone who's already yeah. been there as someone who's already done it yeah. um, to be that inspiration of just yeah. keep going. Yeah. And I was mentioning the census because to me, the 2030 census is where I'm, I'm going to yeah. feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when I'm going to feel like, okay, we did it. You know, when yeah. we see our community mm-hmm. representative in numbers and in funding and the way that we deserve. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and maybe by 2030, I'll have another North, but yeah, mm-hmm. November 8th, November 8th is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we we got to keep going. pushing. Yeah. yeah we got to keep pushing. And um, yeah, the census is very important. Um we should be doing more things around the census because yeah. that was like one of the biggest takeaways is that there's a lot of miscommunication, miseducation yeah. um, that, you know, even I, I remember I had this person tell me, oh, I can't be counted in the census because I did jail time. And it's like, no, this, that's not, you know, you can still be counted. Yeah. And fucking um, Trump just yeah. it kept, yeah, it yeah kept that was injecting, an attack. Kept injecting misinformation mm-hmm. and fear so mm-hmm. people would not get yeah. counted. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the census effect affects redistricting, which affects yeah. how uh, our ballots look like. Mm-hmm. We can run to represent mm-hmm. us. Funding. It, funding. It's yeah. just schools, it, hospitals. It has so yeah. many so repercussions. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the 2030 census is what I'm, 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 I'm working for <laughs> yeah so, um yeah so, well Rita take care of yourself yeah. we're oh, almost by the way, there if anyone wants to watch the talk from Senator Lair that we have been mentioning oh, yes. um it's going to be available at diversityslow.org that is the organization that I'm also part of yeah um, huge shout to diversity um coalition slow that yeah. 
uh, made uh-huh. the drive over to North County. They saw a need and they went over there and made it happen. And, and we're there. We're, it's, yeah, you, know, you guys have been doing the work yeah. for a very long time. I get excited whenever they put on an event because I know it's going to be like amazing that I'm going to leave with something. I'm going to leave more excited. I'm going to leave more yeah. hopeful. I'm going to leave ready to get back into the battles zone and, <laughs> and get ready. Um, so I really appreciate They're recharging. Huh? Yeah. Recharging. We, I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. So community, make sure you keep an eye out on the future events that they have, because they do have events, some really cool events coming up. And I'm just so thankful, Rita. I'm going to say now, now, thank you so much for all the work that you've been doing. Oh, um, you're welcome. We see you, we celebrate <laughs> you and just be proud. No need to put mm. that pressure on you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a true believer that we are exactly where we need to be. Yeah, that's that's 100 true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sucks sometimes when things like LA Council comes out and we're like, "Fuck, we're so behind. We're so behind." Mm-hmm. But that's where we are, you know. And, and we just the truth is uncomfortable, and yeah. the truth is ugly. But yeah. we also need to have that mirror for us to be able to measure yeah. how much further we have to go. And to be realistic of where we're at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Let's just keep doing the work. And if you got your ballot, vote early. Vote, the vote early. Or else Rita. Rita's going to come after you. Yeah. <laughs> Yesenia knows. Yesenia yeah. I already knows. know. I'm waiting for my ballot. Um, yeah. I'll be save, turning it in. Save everyone resources. Yeah. Campaigns are going to be checking the uh, ballot, the data that comes from your mm-hmm. county election office, which yes. says if you have voted or not. If you haven't yes. voted, they're going to contact you. They're yeah. going to knock on your door. They're going to call you. They're going right. to text you. And you don't want that. And you and want, also, yeah, also, you want those resources to be sh- to be right. used for non-voters. Right. And also do not um, write Snoop Dogg in or Ice yeah. Cube. Or, don't leave anything blank. Yeah. Someone was telling me the other day, Chris was telling me the other day that there were like 9,000 people or something that <sighs> left school board races blank in the last election. And but you know what it was with that? votes make a difference. I like, think there was blank. the lack of education that you could vote for more than one person, though. It says there, vote for but three. But keep in mind, no, but keep in mind this this year, there, there's been a lot of redistricting, guys. So yeah. the way the best way to keep it simple is ballots may look different for your friends or, or neighbors, okay. depending on what district you belong to. Yeah. So just keep in mind, if you know, for example, Jim Cogan is running, Adelita is running, Sandra is running. If you see them on your ballot, it means that you get to vote for them. So just put in their like circle their name. If yeah. they're not on your ballot, then that means that you don't get to vote for them. Yeah. So be get familiar. If you don't know, get familiar with the names. And if you see a name that you know that is affiliated or endorsed by someone that you believe in, then that's the person that you want to vote for. Yeah. And if you don't know, go check out the um your local Dem clubs that have endorsed candidates. Yeah. Um, that's a good voter guide if you don't know yeah whatever organization you trust if you trust the dance and you're in slow county you can go to slowcdp.org and see all the endorsed candidates if you trust uh the california democratic party you can go to cademcadem.org uh if you trust the teacher union go mm-hmm. to the teacher union's website uh, whatever it is that you trust the nurses union um, go check out their endorsed candidates. Central Coast Labor Council mm-hmm. has great candidates endorsed. A lot of overlap um, in a lot of those endorsements. Um, someone shared on Instagram the other day um, a list for the California endorsed candidates just 
from her own um from her own uh, account and she has lots of followers I, let me see if i can pull it up uh, but I just appreciate everyone that is sharing their own candidates that they endorse mm -hmm. because that's how it that's how it works is if mm -hmm. someone sees that you endorse someone if like one of your friends says that you're sharing information about a candidate they're probably gonna vote for them so don't don't um under um just value your own platform and, and notice that people are paying attention and that right it makes a difference if you share. Um, so Katie Grossbard, um, she has an Instagram account. I believe she's uh, based in LA, uh, but she just shared on her Instagram account all of her own endorsements. She has 85,000 people following her. And, you know, if you have any platform, no matter how many people follow you, if they follow, like 20 people follow you. And if, and if, and if you don't even have the followers or you're not on social media but you're yeah. still listening to our podcast talk to your talk to your family talk yeah, to your closest talk to friends. Your family, make friends. sure you check in with um your boyfriend or husband make sure they're voting correctly yeah. so um yeah 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 but let's vote uh ballots are out if you haven't gotten your your ballot i haven't gotten my ballot yet um wait for it patiently but you can also track your ballot to see if they have been sent um you can track your ballot um in California, there's a system. Uh, you can go to the website, where's my ballot.sos.ca.gov. You can just Google, where's my ballot, California. And then you can sign up to get emails, text, uh, or voice voicemails um, letting you know where your ballot is. And they'll tell you once they got, were received, uh, once they've been sent to you. I know my ballot's on the way here, but I haven't gotten it yet. Have you gotten your ballot? Isn't not it? yet. No, okay. not yet. Yeah, so vote on the first week after you get your ballot. Make sure that you save resources for um, to focus on non-voters. Um, yeah, vote early, vote early, vote early. If you have any questions, contact us through social media. Anything else, Yesenia? No, I'm just really excited. Um, I'm thankful. I am really excited for the Latino community. There's a lot of great things happening for the Latino community. Stay tuned. I can't share right now, but there's some really cool things happening. Um, and yeah, just keep working, everyone. Mm -hmm. like ganas. Change is coming. Trust me. It is coming. Okay.